Well, I am glad that you're here this morning, and we're going to talk about purpose, man. And we're going to, we've been talking about how to know God in a deeper way, uh, how to find freedom last week, and this morning we're going to talk about discovering our purpose. And uh, because, you know, uh, an aimless life is a life that is filled with voids, and when you wander aimlessly, anybody ever felt that in your life, that you're just kind of wandering aimlessly around, and you're not sure, and you're going from this to this to this, and it reminds me of a story I read in, um, it's of, a, of a greyhound dog race. Anybody ever wa- seen those dogs, those greyhounds race? I mean, those things are crazy. They can fly. There was this racetrack in Florida and uh, they, the dogs were all in line, and they were getting ready to run, and they chased this little robotic rabbit is what they chase. And so the dogs were all in their deal, and right as soon as the rabbit went to, or the machine took the rabbit, this rabbit explodes. Bam! And the dogs begin to freak out. One of them just kind of just sits down and lays down. It's like, well, no rabbit to chase. I'm going to just take a nap. One dog, like, freaks out, runs through the gate, injures itself, and then the other dogs just sit down and start barking and howling at the people, all, all the spectators. And, and it was, it was when, the, when what they were used to chasing was gone, they had no clue what to do. And there's a lot of similarities to that in life today. That we have developed this pattern as a society, not you individually, but as a society of chasing one thing after another. And when we don't have something to chase, we stand around and howl, or we just lay down and take a nap. Or, but there's no, there's no direction. There's, the only thing we find direction in is chasing one thing. Maybe it's chasing success. You know, and, and you go to college, and, and man, I'm going to set the world on fire, and I'm going to be this. And you start out in college, and then college happens, and you're like, okay, well, uh, let's change this up. And so now we're going to do this, and, and they say that I believe it's around 80% of college freshmen change their major within the first two years. And, and why? Because it's about finding direction. It's about finding purpose. And if we can all remember back when we were in our early 20s, um, finding purpose and finding direction was, very, it was a very fleeting thing, right? It was very difficult. Uh, I was one of those. One day I'd wake up and, oh, let's do college. Next day, nah. And it was just, I, I was that dog chasing that exploding rabbit. And, uh, but unfortunately, this, the thing is, we've all been given a purpose. We've all been given a purpose, but the key is, do we tap into that? Do we realize that? Do we understand what our purpose is? If we don't understand what our purpose is, we'll be the greyhound just chasing a rabbit that may or may not work or may or may not run. And we can, we can end up just running around aimlessly. Uh, there's some wild horses up in Rio Dosa, New Mexico, where my dad lives. And um, 
you can drive to a certain part of the town. They, they, they hang out up in the mountains. And you can go in a certain, almost every morning, you'll find these wild horses running. And they're gorgeous to watch, these wild horses run. But you realize that all they're doing is just running. They're just running to run. There's nothing else going on in their brain just like, hey, guys, let's run today. Hey, that sounds great. Let's run. And one starts running. He's like, hey, why is he running? Let's go follow him because he's running. And they're just running. Now, they're gorgeous to look at, but there's no real purpose to their running unless a mountain lion is chasing them. Then there's a whole lot of purpose. Amen. But today, I want to try to give you some understanding as to your purpose. Amen. So, because the thing is, I want you to leave today understanding that you were meant for more. You were, you, you have, you had breath breathed into your body because of something divine, something sovereign, something special, something important. Not necessarily important in the scheme of things as far as the earth is considered, but as far as heaven is considered. You are an important factor in the kingdom of God. Amen. And if you don't believe that, then you've been deceived. And I've come to squash the lie that the enemy has told you this morning that you don't matter and that you don't you can't make a difference in the kingdom of God and that there's other people no 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 he's chosen you you have been chosen to make a difference in the kingdom of heaven amen and i know you say oh it's just me yes it's you and god and if you'll give god all of your talents and all of the things that he's blessed you with you'll realize you can accomplish incredible things just ask Apostle Paul, just ask any of the characters throughout the word of God. There's a little shepherd boy, David, who thought all his life, all he was going to do is, is poke sheep around and mess with sheep. But one day, his purpose came into sight when he was anointed to be the king of Israel. And then 13 years after that, with a lot of running and a lot of, a lot of scared moments, he, he, he was crowned king of Israel. Amen. There is something divine that God has purposed for you in your life. Amen. And David wrote about this in Psalms 139. In verse 13 through 14, he says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. He said, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You see, that's the first thing that we've got to realize. In all our mistakes and all of our, 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 our bad decisions and our past and all of those things that we focus on, the Lord fearfully and wonderfully made you. You're not a mistake. And you think, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's easy to say. But you would be surprised at how many grown adults feel like they can't accomplish anything from God because of their past or because of what has happened in their life or because they don't see something going on in their future. God has a plan for you. And you were fearfully and wonderfully made. He thought out your life. He, he, he put a, a vision for your life in place that he wants to see you accomplish. If you'll just align with him, if you'll just place your life in his hands, let him be in control. If he's in control, your life will never be out of control. Amen. And so and he says you're fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful or your works, O oh God, my soul 
knows it very well. And then he writes in verse 16, he says, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them. Charles Spurgeon, he's a a biblical commentator. He says, an architect draws his plan. Anybody ever built a house? When you build a house, you have plans, right? And you start building it, and you realize, oh, wait, 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 wait. We want this closet to be bigger. At least that's what the wife says. And you get this small closet over here on the other side of the house. An architect draws his plans and makes out his specifications. Even so did, this is Charles Spurrier, he said, even so did the great maker of our frame write down all of our members in the book of his purposes. Do you know that you've got a book written with your name on it in heaven? There's a book with your life, with your name written on it. And you see, he wrote that book before, before you ever made your appearance and before you ever made the first sound when you were born, before you ever spoke your first word or took your first step in life, there was a book written about your life. And he wrote it. He knew you. But even greater than him knowing you, as David writes, he purposed you. He purposed you for something special. He didn't purpose you to come and make money. He didn't purpose you to come and just be uh, be a mother or a father. And those are great purposes. Being a godly father is a great purpose today. But that's not all he purposed. Your purpose has an eternal consequence. Your purpose on earth has more to do with eternity than it does to do with earth. And we've got to realize that. My purpose isn't just the 70 or 80 or 90 years that I spend here on earth. My purpose is about eternity. My purpose is about making an impact in somebody else's life for heaven. Amen. Have anybody ever felt the joy of making an impact in somebody's life? I tell you, there's nothing like this church was started in our living room. And there's nothing like watching somebody take steps toward the Lord. And you're right there holding their hand. You're right there helping them and strengthening. That's what the church body is all about. But there's nothing in the world like watching somebody walk closer and closer and develop their own relationship with the Lord and you watch them give their life completely over to him and you watch them make commitments to him and you watch them begin to develop into this disciple and then they catch that fire of his spirit that fills their life and then they begin to talk about it to other people and then they get excited about it and other people get excited about it when you see that happen and you're and you're an investment or an investor in that kind of thing, it makes a difference. And it's something that money can't buy. It's something that no title here on earth can, can, can substitute for but because you're making an investment into somebody's eternity. And that's a great purpose. It's, a, it, it's an incredible purpose. And so on this Father's Day, 
the one, this is what I want to tell you, the one that we call Wonderful Counselor, the one that we call the Mighty God, the one that we call the Prince of Peace and the Everlasting Father, the one that has, he has wrote a book with your name on it concerning your life. He's numbered your days in that book, and he's wrote down every talent that he's given you, and he's wrote down every gifting that he's given you, and he's wrote down everything that he's blessed you with. Everything that he determined your life to be is written in that book. Amen. There is a divine purpose, but he placed within that book your overall purpose for your life. But then it wasn't just about gifting you and it wasn't just about giving you talents. He's equipped us. He wouldn't Jesus said I must go so who the comforter. He said I'm not going to leave you comfortless. You know why the spirit came to equip us to accomplish our purpose. That's the importance of the Holy Spirit is that he, the Holy Spirit in our life equips us to accomplish what he's called us and chosen us to do. Amen. That's why I have to have the Holy Spirit in my life. I am not an old piece of furniture that needs repurposed. My, lo- my wife loves, we're driving down the road and somebody will throw out their junk. And she's like, oh, I can remake that. I'm like, no, no, you, I ain't stop. <laughs> ain't no way. We got enough stuff in our house. We ain't bringing no jalopy in our, in our house because I know what's going to happen. It's going to clog up my, my, my garage, and I'm going to be out there sanding on it, and then I'm going to be out there replacing knobs. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're good. We got all the furniture we need, baby. See, we, sometimes we think, oh, I, I've got to be repurposed. No, 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 no. You don't have to be repurposed. Your purpose is something that, is, that never leaves you. You see, yeah, we can feel worn out, but your purpose is never worn out. Your purpose is never over because it's sovereign. It's divine. It's holy. It's godly. It's perfect. Your purpose is perfect, even though we are not your purpose is perfect because God gave it to you. Amen. And that's why he wrote it in his book. He placed a potential. You see, when we were fearfully and wonderfully made by a sovereign creator who didn't just see your potential, he placed the potential within you to fulfill his purpose. Then he fills us with his spirit to be able to accomplish that purpose. That's, and that's the thing that, as a, as a dad of two little girls, we always talk about when I grow up. That's a normal weekly conversation in our house. When I grow up, I want to be this. When I grow up, um, and so we were talking, I was talking to London the other day, and I said, I said so London, and she was, I don't remember what, it, what brought it up, but I asked her, I said, so what do you want to do when you grow up? And she looked at me, and she goes, well, you know, I really like what you do. And I'm like, okay, what, what, what does daddy do? And I was like, okay, this could go a whole lot of different ways. Um, and she goes, you know, you know, you do home inspection. I was like, baby, don't be a home inspector. No, please stop. We don't. No, 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 don't do that. And, and she, she began to think, what, 
what do I want to be? And then, you know, as a little girl, I want to be a princess. I'm like, you'll always be a princess. You're daddy's princess. You know, that's what, you, that's what they are. Uh, well, I want to be this. I want to be that. And so we, we kind of had this conversation, and then Grayson came in there, and she goes, Daddy, I know what I want to be. And I'm like, oh, Lord. So what do you want to be? She goes, I want to be the girl in the rodeo that rides out in front of everybody holding the American flag. All righty, then. And we was at the rodeo last night. She goes, every time they rode out, see, that's, uh, that's who I want to be. I'm like, okay, we can probably make that happen. I don't know. Do you ever think about your purpose? Do you ever stop in your time of prayer and think about what my purpose is? Has it changed since you were a kid? Probably many, many times. What? Have you ever asked yourself, am I fulfilling what I feel is God's purpose? Because this is what we've got to realize, and this is what we've been talking about in our What's Next series, is God has a vision for you, and it's not to just exist. You see, we get into life, and, and I don't, and this is the thing, and God is renewing this in me. I'm, I'm going through a 40-day journey in my own personal study time in life, and God's renewing some things in me as I go through this 40-day journey. And, and because, for, and, and you read through Scripture, 40 days is a time of transformation, and, and, it's, and, and it's a wonderful thing. But God's been renewing not just my own individual purpose, but the purpose of the church and so what it's made me do is it's made me sit back and say, okay, are we just having church? Are we just meeting? Are we just studying? Or are, are, are we fulfilling the purpose? And I've had to ask myself, am I fulfilling the purpose that has been written down in my life? And so if you never stop long enough to ask yourself that, it's like taking inventory. We've got to take inventory from time to time in our life. And inventory means taking out the mirror and looking at the mirror. And this is the mirror. You see, this, this right here will take inventory of your life. If you're not in this, if you're not in the Word of God, if you're not, if you're not having a daily, and I'm going to say daily, I know that's a lot of responsibility, but is heaven worth it? Is your soul worth it? Is eternity worth it? Daily. Shut, shut the TV off. Shut the iPads off. Shut the phones off. Whatever. Lock the kids in the closet. No, I'm just playing. Whatever you have to do. <laughs> whatever you have to do, we've got to find time to look in the mirror of the Word of God because the Word of God will reflect what my life is meant to be. And if my life and what I'm doing doesn't align with this, then I'm out of alignment. And when there's, an out, when, when there's a misalignment in my life, my relationships will be, uh, what's that word, catawankus or whatever it is. My, my, my relationships will be out of whack because I'm not aligned with my Heavenly Father. This book aligns me with my Heavenly Father. And so if you're not in the Word of God, then you're not fulfilling your divine and sovereign purpose. And so you have a purpose. You know why I know that? Because everybody has a purpose. 
Even the worst of the worst have a purpose. The Bible tells us in Romans 9, 17, Paul's talking to the Romans. And he says, for the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose, I have raised you up. Pharaoh. Look at somebody and say, Pharaoh had a purpose. If Pharaoh can have a purpose, you can have a purpose. He says, for this purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. I'm pretty sure at the very least God desires to reveal his power in your life. At the very least of your purpose, he desires to reveal his power in your life and through your life. And that through that, your, his name will be proclaimed and glorified. Amen. Do you ever wonder, do you ever think that my purpose is to exalt the name of the Lord? My purpose is to reveal his power in somebody's life? If I'm not revealing his power through my life, then am I really aligned with the purpose that was written in the book of my life? It's something we need to think about. It's something that we need to, to, to regularly look at because life being life, we get busy. I, I remember growing up in the mid, late 70s, early 80s that and as a kid, life always seems more simple, right? But the 70s, I promise you, were a lot more simpler than 2019. Uh, and, and I remember things were just a little bit slower. Everything is hyperspeed now. And when we get on this hyper-fast train of life, there's things that can get in the way of our relationship with God. And things can come into view and they can begin to block us from seeing the Lord and seeing our purpose. It can begin to block us and we get so busy with everything else that's going on on earth. Because you see, it's very easy to get um, bogged down with what we see. Because we're visual people, right? That's why it's a struggle to walk by faith and not by sight. We're geared, our sinful nature is geared to walk by sight. Adam and Eve saw that the fruit was desirable to look upon, and so they didn't walk by faith, they walked by sight. They saw it, and they liked it, and they ate it. And ever since that day, our nature has been to walk by sight and not by faith, but the Bible encourages us to walk by faith because if the Bible also tells me without faith, it is impossible to what? Please God. And what are we here for? We're here to please him. You see, we get so bent out of shape for pleasing everybody else. We want to please everybody else. Please your spouse. That's, that's, that's good. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Happy wife, happy life. Fathers, on Father's Day, let me give you a little advice. Happy wife, happy life. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. Um, that was passed down to me by my grandfather and my father, and so I'm just extending that to you and paying it forward. So, <laughs> um, But we get so worried about pleasing everybody here on earth, 
and the last thing we think of sometimes is pleasing him. And that's where the evaluation of our life comes in. That's where, uh, in order to discover our true purpose in life, am I, is, is my life pleasing God? If I asked you this question today, and you had truth serum injected into your blood vein, and you had to answer honestly, what would your answer be? Don't scream it out. What would your answer be? Am I living to his purpose? Is my life aligned with him? Going back to what David wrote in Psalms 139, everything that God has placed within you, your personality, your giftings, your talents, your abilities, your uh, strengths, your weaknesses exist within you to accomplish his purpose for your life. Everything that you've been given. His purpose is not just this little robot rabbit that can't be caught, but his purpose doesn't die because you mess up. That's the thing. You see, the world, the enemy wants to whisper in your ear, well, you messed up, and you did something you shouldn't have done, so you're per- God has thrown you in the trash. He's dragged and dropped you into the trash bin, and, and you're no good for nothing. See, that's the lie of the enemy, and we start believing that, and, and we get on this train of being living out deceit. And so we've got to understand that just because I have a failure in my life doesn't mean my purpose dies because my purpose is greater than anything that happens here on earth. My purpose is divine. It's sovereign. And so he, 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 his purpose has been ingrained in the very fiber of your life. Ephesians 1, 4, and 5 says this, even as he chose us in him, Look at somebody and say, you've been chosen. I say this a lot. It's a good thing to be chosen. It is a wonderful thing to be chosen. What's the scripture say? Many are called. Few are chosen. You're chosen. We've got to believe that. He said, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, even before the foundations of the world. He chose us. He chose you. He chose you before you ever did anything, before you ever accomplished anything of noteworthiness. His choosing you was not capricious or fickle or on a whim. It was out of his divine wisdom and goodness and love and compassion and desire to have a relationship with you that he chose you for the purpose of accomplishing his will. And then in Ephesians 1, 9, and 10, he says, making known to us the mystery of his will. You see, we get, we get all bent out of shape trying to chase the will of God. And we bounce from here to there to there. Well, I'm going to try this. Maybe that's the will of God. Well, maybe that's the will of God. And, and, and we're like this crazed greyhound dog chasing this jackrabbit through the desert. 
I have two beagles. I grew up, we grew up in Tucson. We grew up rabbit hunting. They have big old jackrabbits. And, and we'd go out there hunting, and them dogs, man. And a jackrabbit cannot run in a straight line. I mean, it's like... And those dogs, man, go nuts. And they'll, they'll run in a straight line and then jump to see the rabbit. And, and sometimes our life is like that jackrabbit. We're, we're dodging little cactus, and we're dodging trees, and we're dodging all this stuff, trying to find the will of God. But you see, his will is not hidden from us. His purpose for your life is not something he's saying, choose which hand. He makes the mystery of his will known to us. We don't have to chase it aimlessly, looking from this thing to that thing. All we have to do is align ourselves with the word of God, and his, the mystery of his will will become crystal clear, because what is this? It is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my Amen. And so he says, according to his purpose, which he has set forth in Christ as a plan, Tell somebody, he's got a plan for your life. He's got a plan for you for the fullness of time. And this is it. This is, this is everything right here. To unite, if you're looking to discover your purpose, it is to unite all things in him. Things in heaven and things on earth. Because what was unknown came to light through Jesus Christ. The purpose of Christ was to seek and to save the lost, right? That's what he said. It was about a relationship. It was about reconciliation. And now the church, us, point at yourself and say, me. It's about me. We have been commissioned with the continuation of of that purpose. The purpose that Jesus Christ came is to unite all things in him. And Jesus told us about it in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13, he said, "You are the salt of the earth." And then in Matthew chapter 5 verse 14, he said, "You are the light of the world." Your purpose today, the very basic foundation of your purpose today is to be the salt and the light. And if we are not accomplishing that, then we are out of alignment. What is salt? Salt preserves. What does light do? It dispels darkness. If you're not preserving the gospel of Jesus Christ then you're not accomplishing your purpose. If you have been chasing other things instead of aligning yourself with the, with the gospel of Jesus Christ, then you are chasing a, a temporary purpose. Your divine, sovereign, godly, holy, heavenly purpose is to preserve the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the hope of salvation. And it is, we are the light of the world. Our purpose is to preserve the ministry and the gospel of Jesus Christ by being and taking the light of the gospel into every door that opens and presents itself in my life. The light draws all men unto him. Go back to Ephesians 1 verse 10. 
What does the light do? It draws. He says, you are to be the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. You know what happens in the darkness when you see something up high that's lit up? It draws your attention to that thing. And that's what we are to be. In your very, the very basic of your, found, of your purpose is to draw all things unto him. You know why? And that's the, that's the purpose of the church. You know why? Because what we draw with, we draw to. If I'm drawing people to a church name and to a church building and to church uh, programs, that's what they're going to be drawn to. I've got to draw them with Jesus because I want to draw them to Jesus. I, want, I don't want them drawn to me. I don't want them drawn to you. And we have these friendships and the relationships, and they're, and they're good, and they're proper, and they're holy. But we've got to draw people to Jesus. He says, all things are to be united in him. Amen. Stand with me. And so the light draws all men unto him, and the salt preserves his chosen and his purpose until his coming. Amen. So look at somebody and ask him a very serious question. Are you being the salt? Not are you using salt. Are you being the salt? And then look at, ask them or somebody else, are you being the light? Amen. And so if you came in here this morning and you are wondering about your purpose and you felt a little aimlessness in your life, the first thing I would tell you to discover your true purpose, and, and we just tapped in in just the few uh, 30 minutes or however long I've been talking, 35 minutes I've been talking, I can't completely unravel everything God has for you, but I can tell you where it's found. It's right here. It's right here. But in the simplest form, I will tell you, if you want to discover your purpose, align yourself with what he's called you and chose you to be, and that is the salt and the light. Amen. That's the basic. If I'm not being that, then I'm out of alignment, and I want to be aligned with him. Amen. Is that your prayer, to be aligned with his word, to be aligned with his purpose? Amen. I want us to close with prayer th uh, this morning. Would you just extend your hands to heaven as we pray? Lord, we love you, and we give you honor today, and we give you glory Lord, I ask you, God, to just move in this place, Lord, as we look to you for our purpose, to discover the purpose that you have breathed life into us, that you have baptized us with your spirit. Lord, I pray that you draw us to your word. God, let there be a hunger and a thirst for your word that becomes alive in our life and becomes to, begins to move and operate in our life. And Lord, I pray that you will, God, help us to be active in your purpose. God, help us to preserve your gospel into every life that we can. Help us to be the light of the world, Lord, that everywhere we go, we will shed and share the light of Jesus Christ through our life so that 
people can see your power and that they can see your purpose and their own potential in you. We give you all the honor today. We give you all the glory today. We worship you and we lift you up. God, you are so good. You are so kind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This is... There's a lot of wonderment in our world today, and I've realized that it's not just, I used to think as a, as a youth pastor that it was just young people that were aimless, but I've realized there's a lot of adults that just don't know. They, 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 they haven't grasped, amen, and I hope that this church, this group of people right here, and I believe this, this is the power of the Spirit. This is how it equips us. Do you realize that Jesus' disciples, 12 men, changed the whole landscape of the world? 12 men. What they did was they didn't all put it on themselves. They went out and they found somebody else. They went out and found men like Stephen. And they said, hey, we're going to, we're, we're going to, such as we have, we want to give unto you, and we want you to be a disciple because I can only impact my circle of influence. But you know what? If I impact somebody else, if I impact five people, those five people can impact. You see, you see how it just begins to divide, and it begins to grow, and it begins to, to, to multiply all of, and, and the impact is, is, is ten hundred a thousand times greater than what it would be if, if I just limited myself. That's your potential. Your potential, because you know what? You have people in your life that I will never meet. And so you've been called. You've been called to be the salt and the light. Amen. I want to be about my father's business. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good. Amen. And I want to walk in his purpose. This city, I've realized it wasn't just because I was at the rodeo last night. Jesus, help us. The rodeo needs Jesus. Not the horses. Our world is um, is scrambling. It's scrambling. And they need somebody to share the light of Jesus Christ with them. We've got to walk with boldness. We can't be ashamed of the gospel. We can't be ashamed to share it. Amen. We can't cower down because the darkness seems too big. He that is in you is greater than he that is out there. Everywhere you go, you take the light of Jesus Christ with you. We've got to understand that I can illuminate any place I walk into. I don't care how dark the room, you can illuminate it with the light of Jesus Christ. Don't ever doubt the power of Jesus within you. Amen. I know we all have our weaknesses and we, have, we all have our, 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 our you know, things we look at. Well, I can't do this and, and we limit ourselves. But through Christ, all things are possible. 